It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning. You've got Joe Welke here again to do the farm show with you here on Wax 104.5. It's 50 degrees out there. We're, you know, 16, 20 degrees cooler than we were yesterday morning. But you got to remember, it is the 5th of October. So we're bound to get a little bit cooler weather. But today we're going to be reaching up to 66 degrees, breezy with a slight chance of rain. We'll find out a little later from Mike Dandria and our 13 first alert weather on how slight chance of rain that is. Now today we are going to be looking a little bit more at how Ukraine is uh, working to get their grain out and get it to the needy countries and the average monthly prices for Wisconsin crops. And October is National Pork Month and the World Dairy Expo is still having shows going on. They have shows today, and then tomorrow it wraps up the shows with the Supreme Champion. And I do have some sad news to pass along. A longtime Buffalo County Ag agent, Carl Dooley, passed last night. He's been struggling with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and he's been so instrumental in getting hops and hemp around and the experiments that went on with those, I was to some field days where hemp was involved, and he was right in there and always learning something new. And it is always amazing to me how as people get into jobs farther, they keep learning and stay up to date with all the information and everything that needs to go on. So, uh, sad note, Carl Dooley passed last night and he was the longtime Buffalo County Ag Agent and he was so active and well liked by by everybody that he came in touch with and just always always looking ahead and looking to be innovative and getting more people involved in what agriculture is all about and wanting to always improve I don't know if it's improved, but always just find out new ways to do things and have, uh, you know, an impact on farmers and the way people farm. So we need to get through some chores here and uh, we'll take a look at our weather shortly. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. might help if I turn the microphone on this morning, but here's our first look at our 13 first alert weather. Today, 66 degrees, breezy with a slight chance of rain. Tonight, 44. Tomorrow, 49 and chilly with rain likely. And tomorrow night, 37. Saturday, 52 with some partial sun. Sundays, Monday, 56. Tuesday, 59. And Wednesday, 61 with more sun coming out. Uh, and that's what we have for our weather for this morning. And it's brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. RV service appointments are now available at ChilsonRV.com. And that's your forecast on Wax 104.5. It might be just about time to put those RVs away. And uh, because it's starting to get a little cooler at night, I don't know about camping, although some of the best camping is when it's a little cooler out there. Um, today, also today, we're going to be hearing from Pam and Carrie Spahn. She is going to talk about 
software and software and technology is used so much in agriculture now, but there has to be a learning curve on how to use that data and make sure that it works for you because every dairy farming or every farm is different and the the uses are so different for the technology. Um, I wanted to give a little report on my drive up this morning. Uh, those uh, I have a set of twin fawns that are on one corner on my way up almost every morning and they're being smart and they are staying off the road but they're right there every morning and I did see a fox this morning which is odd I haven't seen a fox for oh a long time but I know they are out and about and maybe they're moving and moving and doing a lot more things or maybe they're getting moving out of the den mom is kicking them out a little bit because this didn't look like a very big fox and I have a tendency to see a lot of raccoon and skunk. So, you know, it's always an adventure. you got to try to miss them all. But we're going to hear, do a little music first. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I just heard from uh, my trucker buddy, John. He said that he saw elk out on the roads yesterday. So we talk about some of the small things that we see, but those elk, uh, you said down by Warren's, so that would be those Jackson County elk that were released, and and he said they were trying to round them up and get them off the road. Boy, you sure wouldn't want to hit one of those. That'd be so much worse than hitting a deer. Well, this morning here in Eau Claire, we're at 50 degrees on Wax 104.5, and it's time to go to our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Thousands of healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente hospitals are now on strike. Picketing began yesterday morning at hospitals in five states where about 75,000 healthcare workers are demanding better wages and more staffing. It can't really get any worse, but you know, if we don't do something about it now, you know, what's going to happen? The unions representing the workers say understaffing at the hospitals is boosting their profits but hurting patients and causing employee burnout. Physicians, many RNs, and managers are not on strike, and if needed, Kaiser says it will bring in contingent workers. The workers are also calling for a $25 an hour minimum wage. House Republicans are scrambling to find a new speaker after Kevin McCarthy was voted out of the role this week. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana both launched their bids on Wednesday. Some conservative members have also floated Donald Trump for the job. The former president told reporters he'll do whatever is best for the country, but said he's focused on becoming president. The House is currently on recess, and a speaker election is set for next Wednesday. Actress Julia Ormond is suing Harvey Weinstein for sexual battery. Ryan Shook reports. She's also suing Disney, CAA, and Miramax for negligence. The lawsuit filed in New York Supreme Court claims Weinstein sexually assaulted Ormond in 1995 after a business dinner. It goes on to say CAA agents cautioned her that authorities wouldn't believe her and speaking out about the alleged assault would hurt her career. The complaint also alleges Disney and Miramax knew Weinstein was a danger to women in the workplace and failed to warn Ormond. I'm Brian Shook. And Prada is helping to design NASA's new astronaut moon suits. The Prada spacesuits will be worn on NASA's Artemis III mission in 2025, when the U.S. sends astronauts to the moon for the first time since 1972. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's temperature time here in Eau Claire. 50 degrees out, uh, outside our door. Medford, 44. Rice Lake, 46. Wausau, 48 and clear. Green Bay, 57 and clear. Marshfield, 46 and clear. La Crosse, 55. Madison, 61 and clear. And Milwaukee, 64 with partial clouds. Today we're going to stretch up to 66 degrees. Breezy with a slight chance of rain. Tonight, 44. Tomorrow, 49 chilly with rain likely and then we're in the 50s into next week and bob has been down at world dairy expo we all know but he caught up to a young lady livia sandalier she's from loyal 
and she did some fantastic a fantastic job in showmanship and just the experience of showing down at these world shows is amazing the quality of the animals the quality of the showman and it's always so much fun i always enjoyed it and i always learned something on every uh every time we went because we did a lot of junior nationals and we did world beef expo we weren't in the dairy industry but we were definitely neck deep in the beef but let's hear what bob learned from livia sandalier any of the teachers taking attendance for seventh grade in loyal this week are going to find at least one student gone but with a good reason livia sandalier is down at world dairy expo and livia how busy have you been here at world dairy expo it's been a busy time for you yeah, it has. I've been showing since 2. And you started, though, over the weekend. You started on Saturday. What was that all about? On Saturday, I was in showmanship, and I was pretty successful. Well, let's talk about that because it's competition youth showmanship. So what's that all about? Because there were a lot of young people in that ring with you. I was in the fifth heat, and I was able to go on to finals and there was 138 contestants and i was third overall wow you've showed down here before in showmanship haven't you yes i have i showed last year was my first year showing down here and how'd you do last year last year i got second well that's outstanding well tell me about your showing skills how do you develop your showing skills and what do you try and do in the show ring to show off your animal to the judge I make sure she is set up good, and she looks good, and she isn't stretched out or her back sloped. How do you do when you show at the county fairs and state fairs for showmanship? At state fair, I got first in my heat, then I got second overall, and then at county fair, I got reserve supreme junior champion showman. Boy, that's outstanding. Well, tell us about the animals you've got down here at World Dairy Expo. How many animals are you showing? And they're Ayrshire, right? Yes, I have two Ayrshires. I have a winter and winter calf, and I have a spring calf. So Winning Ways is the youngest one. What was she all about, and how'd she do? I don't know what place she got, but she was in the lower half of the class, but that all happened some days. But Perfect Storm was in the upper half of the class. Tell us uh, her age group and how she did. Yeah, she did very well. She had seventh. She was seventh place, and then we got second junior. Boy, that's outstanding! You've had a long show summer with these calves. What shows have you been at, and how have you done in other shows? I've been at Central Wisconsin State Fair, been at State Fair, Clark County Fair, Chippewa Fair, High Protein Show. I've been to a lot. How'd you do at State Fair with uh, with Perfect Storm? I got first in her class. And then I got first bread and on, and then when I went on to finals for bread and on, I got fourth overall bread and on. Well, that's neat. Now, are these your calves, or does somebody else own them, and you're showing them family calves? Me and Deegan both own them. Where did they come from? Um, they come from my grandma and grandpa's farm. And who are your grandma and grandpa? Donna and Poge Lintner. I'll bet they're happy to see you showing their calves. Yes, they are very happy. So what's ahead now? Is this your last show of the season and then we take off till next spring or have you got more showing to do? This is my last show for the season. Well, you're ending on a high note. Is this uh, the highlight showing at World Dairy Expo? What's it like to be out there on the shavings in that big arena with all the people watching? It's like a dream. It's really fun showing on there. It's really cool and it's just really ex- fun experience. I bet we're going to see you for many, many years here at World Dairy Expo, right? Yep. As long as Grandpa keeps breeding good heifers. Yes. All right, there she is. That's Livia. And uh, again, in the seventh grade, Livia Sandalier from Loyal, doing very well at World Dairy Expo. I'm Bob Bosold. It's always great to hear about young people being so vested in showing and doing such a great job and doing it more than just at the local county fair. It just shows a super things that happened i received the ffa dairy judging contest at world dairy expo results that happened on tuesday now there was 116 teams with 343 contestants 
So that's one of the biggest contests that I've seen in the, lately. And from our area, rating in the top ten, number four was Marshfield. And number seven was Kadat. So fourth and seventh place out of 116 teams. And individuals from our area that were, you know, wiggled their way to the top. Kate Caitlin Schneider from Chippewa Falls was second. And fourth was Josie Bailey from Toma. And Aubrey Bailing from Edgar was seventh. And Hunter Offer from Marshfield was tenth. So congratulations to all those FFA members that went down to World Dairy Expo and did that judging. Because just getting down there is quite an experience. So we need to keep moving and get to some markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's our first look at our markets. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 174 to 184 and a half with mixed at 134 to 173. Choice fed beef heifers are 174 to 185 and a half with mixed at 120 to 173. Choice fed Holstein steers are 157 to 173 with select and silage fed steers 129 to 156. Cows are 71 to a dollar with a top of 128. Bulls are 102 to 124. Butcher hogs are 27 to 78, with sows at 22 to 29, and boars at 12 to 15. New crop market lambs are 145 to 184, with feeder lambs at 60 to 180, ewes at 65 to a dollar. Small goats are 35 to 150. Medium goats are 50 to 245 dollars. Large goats are 175 to 330 dollars, with nanny goats at 25 to $260. I think I missed a number when I was writing that one down. <laughs> well, we get the gist of it. So our futures markets, our live cattle have taken an uptake with the markets heading upward again. October 182.20, uh, up $0.07. Cents. December 186.02, up $0.37. Cents. February 190.37, up $0.07. Cents. And April, 193.50, up 2.5 cents. And our feeder cattle markets are mixed. October, 147.77, down 82 cents. November, 250.42, down 7 cents. January, 254.05, down 22 cents. March, 257.50, down 12 cents. And April, 261.47, holding steady. And our lean hog carcasses, they're down in October, but going up into April. So October, 79.92, down 5 cents. December, 69.17, up a nickel, or up a dime, excuse me. February, 73.10, up 37 cents. And April, 79.37, up 15 cents. And we'll roll right over to our Chicago Board of Trade. December corns at 483, down two cents. December oats are at 436, up seven cents. November soybeans are at 1264, down eight and a half cents. And December soybean meal is at $368 a ton, down three cents, or three dollars, excuse me. And December wheat, $5.59, down a half. And our cheese markets, barrels, 154 and a quarter, no change from yesterday. 40 pound blocks, 168, down four cents. Gray double A butter, 343, up a penny. Class three milk futures, October, 16, for, 1676, down 17 cents. November, down 26 cents to 1707. December, 1740, down 16 cents. January, 1788, down 11 cents. And February, 1805 down eight cents, and there's not a lot of movement in through August. We're up a nickel or down a nickel, it's just staying pretty steady, but struggling quite a bit as those markets keep heading downward. We need to get through some more chores and then we'll take a look at some farm news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some of our farm news. Average monthly prices for Wisconsin crops mostly down compared to last year. 
the average price Wisconsin farmers received for corn in August was $5.63 per bushel. That's 56 cents below the July price and $1.32 below August 2022 price, according to the USDA latest agricultural prices report. Average soybean prices received by farmers in August was $14.30 per bushel. That's 40 cents below July price and $1.40 below last year's price. Oat prices averaged $3.72 per bushel in August, a dime higher than July, but 97 cents below last year's price. The all hay price averaged $132 per ton in August. That's $8 below the July price, but the same as last year's price. October is National Pork Month, and the USDA released the quarterly count of our nation's hogs last week. The inventory of all hogs in the United States on September 1st was 74.3 million head. That's up slightly from last year and up 2% from June 1st counts. Breeding inventory was just over 6 million head, and market hog inventory was 68 million head. The June August 2023 pig crop was 34.2 million head, and that's up slightly from last year. And the World Dairy Expo in Madison is still happening today. Milking shorthorn and red and white cows will be shown this morning. Holstein heifers will be shown this afternoon. And the day will wrap up with a world classic Holstein 2023 sale starting at 6 tonight. We better get through some more chores. And then we'll be hearing from Pam and software. Software technology is used so much. But we need to be able to handle that technology and that data. So we'll get a take on what she found out. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, technology is a wonderful thing. We're hearing a lot about it here at World Dairy Expo this week. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But it also brings with it some unique challenges. Stop and think about it. All of that software, somebody has to study it and learn how to use it. And then the real sticking point for a lot of production agriculture, those software programs don't talk to one another. That means if I'm a dairy farmer that's got one software package I use to balance my feed and another software package that measures milk, they don't work together. They don't talk to one another. Boy, that's cumbersome. And now a company is looking to change that. Carrie Spahn is the founder and CEO of IOTA. IOTA is designing a portal that will allow for all of the data that's created on any farm to come together in meaningful information that a farmer can then use. It's a problem that Carrie Spahn saw a long time ago, and she says now they're ready to tackle it. I've been in the industry for a long time working with the big, large companies, and I actually started out on a livestock operation. So I've seen all of the data changes over multiple years, been here for a long time, and as it's been changing, uh, the nuances have created even more problems. While technology is developed to try and enhance and make things more efficient, sometimes if we don't have it all put together correctly, it can make it more complex and more challenging. And the use of the data can actually go unused or, you know, just provide chaos um, and, and disable action because they don't know what to do with it. So what we decided at IOTA was... We need to solve that problem. How can we pull all the different data that's out there, which is a lot, to be honest. There's, you know, at least 10 different sources of data coming at a dairyman on a daily basis. And to deal with those multiple disconnected, siloed pieces of data is quite is a full-time job in itself. And then to take and use that data effectively to make, you know, uh, use the trends and use the, uh, make the right action steps to move your operation forward is a whole nother operation, right? A whole nother complex step. So we've at IOTA have built a data platform to solve for that complexity of data use and put all the data in one place and allow that data to be um, collaborated within the platform and spit out business intelligence that makes it easy to use the data and actually make efficiencies happen and increase profits and margins along the way. Now, like you said, this is complex. I mean, super complex. How, how many, do you go by years? Do you go by hours? How much time has it taken 
to get to this stage for IOTA, Carrie? Well, yeah, we started, you know, if you count it with COVID in there, it's taken us uh, just about four years. And what we've been doing in the process of development of this platform is integrating with all the major different sources within the industry and the complexities within each system, because several of these systems that are being used on a daily basis have existed for some of them for 20 years. And so they're pretty, um, you know, old style. They're on farm. They're not in the cloud. So we had to make that kind of a system speak to cloud-type systems that are more modern and and be able to pull and collaborate that data together so that you could use it effectively. So about four years, and we still have a lot of work to do to pull all these different data sources together. What's the reaction been? Now, I know that there's that you're, you're being very careful as far as uh, who you share some of this with, obviously, because of the field you're in. But what's the initial reaction been, Carrie? Well, the industry wants it, to be honest. They want this because, like I said, it's taking time and effort on not only a producer, the owner can utilize this data more effectively of the dairy, uh, the stakeholders that surround the producers in making decisions like veterinarians and nutritionists, the companies that collaborate that bring feed in, for instance, need this data to be more useful and organized uh, and then, of course, we go you know downstream to the rest of the value chain, like the processors and the retailers. Of course, they need that data to help understand efficiencies and delivering um, uh, you know compliances and all of those type of, of environmental support type compliance objectives and sustainability objectives, and then traceability on top of that. Everyone is relying on the data, and we need to the whole entire value chain right now is disconnected. And the reason IOTA is started at the producer level, we built the, the platform with producers, together with producers, for producers first. We knew that the producer's data was key to the entire value chain, and so that's why we're focused there first. And that's a tough audience to gain uh confidence and you know they have to have a high level of trust when it comes to this information carrie spawns along with us founder ceo of iota solutions this is a technology company that's focused in on helping farms and their partners gather all the data that they generate and turn it into meaningful information for everybody carrie just for people that are not necessarily on a dairy farm every day can you share with us or maybe elaborate a little bit on just how much data, how much raw information an average dairy can generate in a day? I'm sure that you've that you've seen some of those kinds of uh, uh, algorithms that you've had to work with. Maybe you can help them understand how how really sophisticated technology on a dairy is today. Right. Well, maybe it might be best for me to just kind of give you a list of all the different systems sources and systems that a, a producer and a farm is relying on on a daily basis. So cows, all the cows have information coming from them on a daily basis. We have production information, reproduction information, and health and fitness type of information coming from each cow. So imagine that. There's parlor information, all the equipment that's delivered, that's being utilized on a daily basis to, you know, bring the milk in efficiently all has data attached to it and multiple sources of data. Um, financial data is related to making decisions, obviously. we got KPIs around accounting, risk management, planning. How about environmental data, temp, humidity, wind speeds, air quality, barn temperatures, uh, fan temperatures, water, agronomy, crop planning, harvest readiness, uh, milk, per, milk per acre, how about the processor data, milk quality, somatic cell count, which is, you know, a, a key element in testing whether they get paid on that milk or not. Um, we've got all the com- components like protein and fat data every day. Uh, commodities, forage, feed management, reproduction on the cow sensors, rumination, body temperature and activity, genetic testing, and future goals, management of the actual pens, feed management, all of the different feed uh, information, which is, uh, you know, at least a million dollars usually on some of these farms on a regular basis. So there's data attached to everything today. And imagine trying to manage that to make efficient decisions and turn that into action. So that definitely makes the point that this is a necessary service. 
without giving away too much, Carrie, can you explain maybe for a dairy farmer that's saying, yes, yes, she's talking about exactly what I need. What's this going to look like? What are you going to do? What magic wand are you going to bring to make this all understandable to me on a daily basis while I think about managing my employees while I'm out there, you know, talking to the veterinarian? Well, again, from almost day one, we started working with producers to develop our platform. So it's in a format that is relatable and usable by a producer because we we knew that that had to be a first step and a qualifier for anyone else to want to use it. So our platform makes it easy. We automate all the data integration, no more manual pulling data together. We We focus on saving time and automating that ingestion and aggregation. Our data is trustworthy. So they don't have to worry that this data, they have to go and check on that data. We verify and validate that the data is good quality data, and we fix the data if it needs fixing. Well, you know, all the data that gets collected is so true. If we don't have a way to use it, it really isn't any good. You know, you have to be able to understand it, digest it, use it. And up next, we need to hear some more of our markets. And Rocky Olson will be in with what happened at Premier Livestock. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised, we're at 530. And we've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock ready with his market report. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You ready for the cooler weather? I'm I'm okay with it. We are at the 5th of October, but you talked about it raining with those new calves out there, and I know that's awfully hard on my fresh wean calves. Yeah, let's keep the sunshine and uh, the cooler temperatures. That's what we're looking for now. We got, we got some moisture, so we're good. Yep. So. And a little bit of cooler temperatures might let you get out into the woods and track down mm-hmm. some of that uh, game, right? Yeah, it'll definitely get them moving, that's for sure. So... Well, what happened at the markets? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We had right at 300 head of dairy cattle yesterday. Did have a 200 cow uh, parlor freestall herd, Holsteins and Crossbreds herd was averaging 60 pounds of milk. Uh, top fresh cows from 1850 to 2200. Many other cows from 15 to 18 and a quarter. Top spring and heifers from 17 to 2100. Those blemished uh, planer type cows and spring and heifers 1475 and down. Uh, sold a top uh, registered Holstein breeding bull at 2000 uh next week we get another dairy cattle auction with lots of loads of top parlor freestyle cows we also have a real fancy load of registered jersey cows they're all two and three year olds they're all recent fresh uh most of them are going to be a2 a2 pictures more information of those on the website uh next tuesday that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction bread beef cow auction we're expecting 800 to a thousand head for next week's sale questions give us a call at premier at 715 292500. Check our website for full detailed market reports, uh, early consignments that's updated daily at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Auction reminder, large farm machinery auctions coming up November 3rd, guys. We've got about two weeks to get those consignments in here. We know we've been busy with harvest, uh, but we do need to get stuff in, get it advertised in the papers, get pictures taken. Uh, nationwide buyers through equipmentfacts.com. Matter of fact, all the consignments that are in now are already pictured and up on the website uh so make sure you check that out uh once again at premier livestock and auctions.com so that's the way it shaped up joe well you know we just had a little um audio from uh talking about data and using that data are you in charge of getting all your information up onto the website i help with it (laughs) i help with with all of it (laughs) isn't it amazing just the amount that is out there and that you can share with everybody yeah yep yep so so well and good advice get that machinery in there it's already pictured and up the more people see it the better chance you have of getting yep. it sold all, at the price you want the, you bet all the farmers in and out of our place every day is your best advertising so so all righty well you have a great weekend you too thank you and we'll talk to you next week and that was rocky olson from premier livestock we're going to do a little bit more chores and then we'll be hearing from Mike Dandria. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time of the morning where we need to hear from 
the professional at 13 first alert weather mike dandrea good morning the professional i thought you were going to call me the professor <laughs> well you're kind of probably more educated than i am so <laughs> you know you know what's kind of funny about that is uh alex edwards on the the wax morning show me and him uh, have this uh, thing where we go to Milwaukee Burger on Fridays, right? Oh, delicious. Oh, yeah. And there's this gentleman that shows up, and I don't know why we started calling him the professor, but, uh, I mean, he's he's one of the other regulars there, so shout out to the professor. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you know what else is kind of awesome is uh, our forecast, because today we'll have a quick batch of cloud cover roll in this morning. I don't think that we'll see too much in the way of any showers out of it. We might get a few sprinkles from time to time, but highs mostly into the mid-60s, and we'll see some intervals of clouds and sun throughout the day. Later on tonight, a few more clouds start to roll in. We'll dip to the low 40s. Tomorrow brings much better chances at some showers with temperatures hanging out in the upper 40s, so much, much cooler. But then Saturday, we'll have more sunshine, highs in the low 50s. Sunday brings us another day of intervals of clouds and sun with highs in the mid-50s. Monday, more sunshine, mid-50s as well. And we can have some frost with some of those overnight lows in the mid-30s going into the latter half of the weekend, into the start of next week. And Wednesday, things start to get a little bit more seasonable again with more sunshine and highs near 60. But right now, still a mostly clear sky, some clouds rolling in from the west, and a temperature of 50 degrees in Eau Claire. Well, and I was just going to ask you about the frost. So we kind of have like one more weekend to bring in those flowers if we want them in and survive, right? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. We have a couple chances of frost because some of our lows might even get in the low to mid-30s, especially our lower elevations, which already in the upper 30s this morning. Toma was at 39 degrees, so that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> Always keeping that in mind, and i got to go pick my tomatoes, too. Yeah, that's probably something you'll want to do soon here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you have a great day. You too, Joe. And that was Mike Dandrea for our 13 First Alert Weather. We need to get through a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And lucky us, Morgan is in the house. Going to fill us in on what's going on around the area. Morgan, good morning. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll begin with an update from the St. Croix County area and names to go along with two bodies recovered from the river Tuesday. With the sheriff's office there identifying the two as 51-year-old Demetrius Kikadakis and 65-year-old Perry Mumphite, for both from Hudson. Deputies found the two after getting a 911 call about a fishing boat that was going in circles on the river near Troy Beach, which is just kind of south of Hudson. Uh, the sheriff's office not saying how the two ended up in the water as the medical examiner's office is now looking into their deaths. You may have seen this kick up on socials. We're going to look a little bit at the moving pieces here as it's kind of unclear if prosecutors in Eau Claire are going to be able to get back the wanted man who walked away from the halfway house in Toma. It was authorities in New Mexico that found Shane Helmbrecht. We talked about that earlier in the week. Now the Eau Claire County DA's office says they filed a motion to have him brought back to the state, but because walking away from a halfway house is a civil matter, not criminal, the DA doesn't have the authority to order his return. Right now it's not clear where the situation stands and of course he is involved in the murder of a neighbor from a case a couple of years ago. Well, there's a call for Chippewa County's sheriff to step down. Chippewa County Board Supervisor Rob Tutenberg said that Sheriff Travis Haig should step down immediately. For his part, as the investigation goes on, Sheriff Haig said the report was poorly done, biased, and inaccurate. You can see some more details online, 715newsroom.com. Well, the bats and the balls lay down for another season. The Brewers out, but there's more support across the rest of the state than there is in Milwaukee to spend money on the Brewers ballpark. At least that's what Milwaukee's Tourism Office and Chamber of Commerce said after a poll showed 66% of people want the governor and Republican lawmakers to work together on a solution to pay for the work at American Family Field and keep the brewers in Milwaukee. As the field funding discussion continues to round the bases. And the president's dog is kind of in the doghouse. Not the White House. The two-year-old German Shepherd has a history of biting Secret Service agents and those working at the president's home. On Wednesday, CNN reported that the dog is no longer living in the White House as the president and first lady decide where the best place for him is. There have been at least 11 reported incidents of commander biting people. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, maybe you have a good farm dog by your side as you do the chores this morning. Nothing better than that as we head back to the barn with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Well, thanks, Morgan, for that update. Let's take a look at some of our happenings around the area. There's the Splash of Red Cranberry Tours put on by the Pittsville FFA. They are uh, Friday, uh, today, excuse me, today and tomorrow. You go to the Pittsville 
F, or go to the Pittsville High School website, and that'll give you all the directions. And there's only a chance for this week, next week, Thursday, Friday, and the next week, Thursday, Friday, for those tours. Those are put on by students. And Pittsville is the only place that has cranberries as one of their classes. And Siler's Food Market and Meat Processing is celebrating their 100-year celebration today from 9 till 7. And that's in Elmwood. You get to tour the uh, production facility. And, boy, I've always enjoyed the beef sticks. And I think I get honey ham sticks from up there. And Oh, they're so good. And their retail store will be open normal hours from 9 till 7 today. There's food, music, games, and so much more. That's the Silers Food Market and Meat Processing 100-Year Celebration happening today from 9 till 7. And tomorrow there is a cover crop demo plot field day. And the fields are located the west side of County O, two miles uh, south of the County Highway County Highway N and O intersection. That is tomorrow. And that's put on by the Clark County Conservation Department tomorrow, Friday, from 10 till 1230. So there's still a lot of things going on there. Field day might be a little bit damp for them tomorrow, but all time will tell. And World Dairy Expo is still happening down at in Madison. And another, another note I'll I uh, got from Bob yesterday was, uh, or last night, uh, Carl Dooley, longtime Buffalo County Ag agent, passed away last night. He was so instrumental in learning about the new technologies and hops and hemp and bringing that into the area and the research that went goes on with those things. But we have a lot more stuff to get through. And the next thing is, we need to be doing some of our markets. We're going to go to Barren Equity and hear from Brittany. For fed cattle, our choice beef steers and heifers sold 160 to 165. High-yielding choice Holstein steers were 156 to 163. Choice Holstein steers brought 145 to 155. And unfinished steers and heifers were 144 and down. For cull cows, the top 20% sold from 90 to 110, topping at 112.50. 60% sold from 65 to 89, and the bottom 20% sold 64 and down. For cull bulls, they sold from 106 to 118, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is October 21st. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're sneaking up on quarter to six here at Wax 104.5. It is 49 degrees out there and we need to head on down to Sparta and hear from Hot Eman. Fed cattle selling steady today with the higher than choice beef steers and heifers 176 to 183. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 165 to 175. The beef and dairy cross steers 155 to 170. High yielding choice Holstein steers 155 to 163. Topping at 165. The choice and select Holstein steers 144 to 154. With the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers $1 to $1.43. Cow market steady to lower. With the quality beef slaughter cows up to $1.15. The Highland Slaughter Dairy Cow is $85 to $1. The Cutters and Utilities, $69 to $84. With a low yield in Canada Cow is $23 to $0.68 cents a pound. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing $1 to $1.15. With the thin, full and bulls over a ton discount at 99 and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, October 5th, for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale starting at 12 noon with dairy cattle followed by feeders at 12.30. Be sure to check out our website, with a list of our consignments for tomorrow. This is Hut Amon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And when we're all wondering about more markets, we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. You said it's a little cooler over there. What's your temp? Well, good morning to you, Joe. Well, I guess it's about in line with what you got. I got 48 degrees right now, but uh, not going to get much warmer than that today, though, I don't think, huh? Ah, uh, 66. Okay, well, it's 
We're down to, uh, well, that's about 60 is about normal. That's about the normal high this time of the year, I think, isn't it? Or uh, in that area? I think it's in that vicinity. I don't know. I, it's okay. It's it's the 5th of October. I mean, what do you expect? It's going to stay 80? We're not in Hawaii. No, well, we don't want it to anyway. No, no, no. So. And uh, I think one thing, too, I know you drive around the country, you see a lot of this, but I think uh, some areas, uh, well, the, the peak color season is pretty much past us already for the leaves, isn't it? I, I'm thinking so. I, mowed, I actually mowed my lawn for probably the last time last night, and boy, a lot of leaves. Uh, that's my idea of raking, as I mow my lawn with all the leaves out there. So, <laughs> And uh, they were pretty much off the trees. Well, don't you? Uh, well, you're you're on a dead end road, though, so you don't have to worry about your leaves blowing over into the neighbors, do you? Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we better find out what our markets are. Yeah, we better get to business here. Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out the uh, Fed cattle trade yesterday. Uh, uh, choice grading beef steers yesterday were selling mostly from a dollar sixty-five to a dollar seventy-four. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, selling in the range mostly from a dollar forty-six to a dollar sixty-two. Select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, a dollar forty-two and below. We are seeing a weaker trend on the cow market here, especially in the middle of the week here. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows yesterday's auction selling uh, from ninety-eight up to a top of one sixteen. Most of the cows yesterday uh, selling between seventy-five and ninety-six. Uh, thinner cows, light carcass cows below 75. On the bull trade, um, better quality bulls are selling mostly from $1.08 to $1.20. Lighter weight bulls, $1.06 and down. Summary on the calf market, uh, yesterday good quality hosting bull calves mostly from 200 to 420. Uh, lighter weight uh, bull calves, $200 and below. Heifer calves mostly uh, 100 to 200. And good quality beef calves, still good demand, a little bit weaker than Monday, but still very good demand, 400 to 720. And uh, just a reminder, our last sale this week will be today. That starts at 11, market auction today, of course. Uh, we'll sell, of course, market cows today, fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those about uh, 12, 12.30 this afternoon. Just a reminder, our next hay auction will be next Tuesday. As part of that hay auction, we do have a consignment of small squares of straw. Boy, those are hard to find. So if you folks are looking for some small squares of straw, we're going to have them next Tuesday here in Stratford. And just keep in mind, our next uh, feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And, folks, if you got cattle to consign, we'd like to hear from you at 687-4101. So, Jill, enjoy the day. Enjoy the cool weather. And we'll be back here to uh, recap the week here at Equity Stratford. Sounds like a good plan. All right, Jill, you enjoy the day. And, uh, well, and uh, say hello to Bob. I'm sure he's having a good time down in Madison. Oh, yeah, he always has a good time. He called me yesterday, make sure everything is getting done up here so he's oh that's good always and, on uh, task yeah all right well anyway jill you have a nice day and again like i said we'll talk to you tomorrow morning thank you yep and that was jerry fitzgerald from equity stratford we need to do a few more chores then we'll take one last look at our markets agriculture it's a wisconsin way of life wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report and it's time for our last look at our markets at the Chicago Board of Trade, corn for December's at 483, down two cents. December oats, 436, up seven cents. November soybeans, 1264, down eight and a half cents. And December soybean meal, $368 a ton, down three dollars. And December wheat, 559, down a fraction. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, 419 for corn and 1194 for beans. And Connorsville, four nineteen for corn and eleven eighty nine for beans. Golden Plump in Arcadia, four sixty nine for the corn. Baldwin, four twenty nine and eleven eighty four. Durand, four twenty four and eleven seventy four. Mondovi, four twenty nine for corn and eleven seventy nine for beans. Elmwood, four thirty four and eleven eighty four. Fall Creek, four twenty four for corn and eleven seventy four for beans. Osseo, four thirty nine and eleven eighty four. Elk Mound, four twenty nine for corn and eleven eighty nine for beans. Sparta, four thirty two and eleven sixty nine. Ellsworth, four hundred nine for corn and eleven sixty four for beans. And Northside Elevator, Loyal Location and Arcadia Location. Corn's at four thirty nine with beans at eleven eighty. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville. A lo- <laughs> Boyceville, 434 for corn. Stanley, 444. New Richmond, 439. And our cheese markets, barrels, 
154 and a quarter. No change from yesterday. 40 pound blocks. 168 down four cents. Gray double A butter. 343 up a penny. Class three milk futures. October 1676 down 17 cents. November down 26 cents to 1707. December 1740 down 16 cents. January January down 11 cents to 1788 and February 1805 down 8 cents and there's not a lot of movement through August of next year. Let's do a few more chores and then we'll wrap her up. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time for one last look at our weather today. I have 66 and breezy, slight chance of rain, not very big chance, according to my Dan- Mike Dandria. He said they were going to be breaking up around the area tonight, 44. Tomorrow, 49. Chilly with rain likely. Tomorrow night, 37. And then Saturday, Sunday, Monday into the 50s with a chance of frost. Mike Dandria said on Sunday night. So we have the weekend to get those plants in if we want them to get in and survive or we cover them up. I like to dig some of my flowers out and bring them in the house for the winter for enjoyment. And then middle of next week, we're supposed to be back up into the low 60s. Right now here in Eau Claire, we're at 49 degrees. And that's what I have for you this morning for the Wax Farm Show. And remember... Take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.